Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Three, two, one, boom, and we are back. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Welcome to the Coach HP Show. Number one podcast, number one show on the internet that is spreading slanging positivity 24 horas al dia 24 hours a day 24 7 if you haven't yet subscribe leave a comment do something for the podcast it loves you it needs you you need it imagine going through life without positivity Imagine going through life without being happy. That's what this show's about. That's what the people who are on this show is about. The catch of positivity. That's what we want to give, a catch of positivity. Today's episode, I think it's episode 93. We're at 93 today. I got my man who's been a comedian for a while. He was the right-hand man of one of the top shows on the internet the church of what happening of what's happening now the church of what's happening now with a fellow cuban mr joey diaz he was right hand man to joey for a long time had everybody on their show you name it you ain't name it comedian they were on the show and now he's ventured off on his own he's moved left los angeles Last time I checked, I was in, he was in Florida. I don't know where he's at now, but I think he was at Florida last time I checked when we had this interview. So a while back, it takes me a while sometimes, guys, to bring these things out because just how it works. I think this was in April, but I'm a big fan of this guy. I really hope he's going hard on his talent because he's super talented and has a very unique style that pops. And I think it pops and it does real well. He has a couple podcasts out. He is the host of... The Lee Syatt presents the Waistline podcast, talking about your body and being honest with it and having fun with it, all this stuff, weight loss, weight gain, whatever it is. So that's a good one. And then he has Lee Syatt, What Was I Thinking, another podcast. So be sure to check those out without further delay. Today on the Coach HP Show, comedian, podcastier, Audio, sound, man, does the whole thing for it. The funny, the focus, the interesting, the making moves. Mr. Lee Syatt. Let's go. Three, two, one, Lee, boom, and we're live. Lee, I just see you and I want to go, Lee. Good to see you, Coach. Dude, are you – so I saw a picture of you in a Red Sox uniform. Are you a Boston guy? I'm, yeah, I'm in Boston right now. I, I actually was in Florida for two months visiting my dad, but I was born and raised here. So I got I, I got to be honest. Ever since I 
uh, was in at California. There's too many baseball games. I can follow the, the football. I don't know if I know five players on the Red Sox right now, but I, I always got to support the hometown team. Was your dad a, a a Boston fan also of Red Sox? No, my dad. Oh, my! It's funny. My dad was actually on the radio for like twenty five years, um, no up here in Boston, and he has a story. He has multiple stories, but they used to give him press box tickets, and they actually had to send him a letter saying, "If you don't start coming to the games, we're gonna give you your tickets away," and 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 it it kills me because it was before I was born. And wow. I would have loved going to all those games. So the, the, the short answer to that long answer is no, my, my dad could care less about the sports, <laughs> but I, I love him. Did you play? That's a very nice way of putting it. I, uh, I was on the team up until about middle school, and I did not do well at all. I, was, uh, I have like two hits that I can remember that were like actually like, I just got lucky and the bat was in the right place. I did wrestle a little bit in high school, but I wasn't good at that either. Lee, and you didn't hit because why? Scared of the ball? You couldn't no, see I it? I couldn't hit it. I liked it. I And I'm, I'm short, so I did a small strike zone. But I just, you know, us, uh, us short chubby Jews are, are not made for for athletics. <laughs> I, did, I was an umpire in high school. I was an umpire for Little League, but it, I'm short. So if the catcher was too tall, I couldn't see over the over him. So apparently, I made some bad calls. I remember some coaches getting in my face. But I, Dude, I, you I, mentioned umpiring there, bro. What a fucking heat up it is to be an umpire, huh? Oh my god! And, and I like I remember I, I took like a two day course at like the local rec center. I got paid twenty bucks in cash. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. But and I had I, my mom. I think I still my mom still has it. I had like the clicker. I had the whole like the, the the pouch you put in your belt loops, and I took it really seriously. But like I can't imagine being a major league umpire and the ball is coming a hundred miles an hour, and I got to know by like an inch where it was. I I like I I still get upset when they make the wrong call, but I, I respect it a lot more after doing it. Lee, would you have a lot of parents or coaches talk shit to you? Coaches, yes. Parents, <laughs> no. Um, but I remember one call. That apparently I just missed. Like, <laughs> in in little league, the home plate umpire is making every call. Every and call. I'm, I'm a chubby dude. I like I was less chubby, but I moved. It was I remember it was a throw to first base, and I I went to the side, but I, and I don't remember if I called him out or safe. But apparently it was just wrong. And like I remember, like the coach came over, got in my face, like it was a real major league baseball game. Um, Dude, and so you were the only umpire. That's it, one umpire per game. Yeah, and I think I, I don't even. I think I was like fourteen because I remember riding my bikes to the game. That sucks, man. That so, sucks. Yeah, I mean, what well, they didn't say, and I did it two years, and I think after that year, they they must have got bad reports because I didn't get called back. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. I mean, looking back on it, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm one person. This is Syat over there is killing the league, guy. We're going to have to get rid of that umpire. And, and, and my mom is such a nice person. She would come to some of my games, and she was at that one. And, and luckily, the guy stopped pretty quickly. But I was like, oh, God, if my mom starts yelling at this coach to get out of her son's face, I'm going to have to move out of this town. But, dude, that sucks, dude. Where in Florida were you? Boynton Beach. That's not too far. That's not too far. I'm in Miami. 
Oh, right? No, it's about an hour, hour and a half north. It's a uh, quiet area. Very nice. Oh, yeah. It's where, where all the old Jews live. There's there's no <laughs> there's no noise. It actually is pretty nice. It was the longest time I'd spent there. I um, I'm thinking about I'm I, right now. I'm splitting time between my parents until the uh, the pandemic ends. But after that, I, I I really haven't seen much of this country. I kind of want to. I don't really know where I want to move next. And I I did enjoy Florida. I just how bad is it during the summer? Be honest with me. Like, is it- brutal. The the humidity. Yeah, that's what I'm. More- it's listen. Here's the truth, though. Okay. You're really, we're always in air conditioning, bro. Right. So you don't really feel it. It's not like we live outside or anything like that, you know? Right. Now, if you go to the beach and stuff, whatever, but if you're a normal person, you're only going to really feel the humidity when you go in and out of your car. I, rem- I remember, I used because my dad's been down there for like 12 years, and I, I flew into Fort Lauderdale once, and... um and I remember coming out of the the open of the the automatic doors at the airport in Fort Lauderdale, and as soon as I like hit the outside, Boom. immediately Boom. sweating. Immediately it's crazy. Sweating. It's crazy. And you get the reverse when you go to LA. When you go to LA and you go out there, dude, that nice cold air is with no humidity. It's like the best feeling in the world, man. Funny, it gets to like a hundred degrees, you know, like that nice cold air. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, Lee. I lived in a car. When I went to Los Angeles, I lived in a car for six months, bro. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's tough. In the Hollywood Hills, and I went in January. And I thought that it was going to be sunny California. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Bro, it got to like 30, 40 degrees there in those hills up there. Yeah. No, it does get a little chilly in the in the winter. And it's just, it's just crazy, dude. Lee, I think you're in a super, as I look at your life, man, I think you're at a real good point to do whatever you have next because you're so in your own way you're so uniquely talented bro and the way you express yourself the way in a comedic way that doesn't come across force express yourself and you got blessed with like i've always been very proud of dudes that have great laughs naturally and you're one of those, man. Do you feel yourself at that advantage with all these good qualities that you carry? Well, it's very. I, I listened to a, a couple of your episodes, and you're always very nice. So I appreciate that. I know you're you're like the the the, the most positive person on the internet. I'm the number one. But I don't bullshit though. Here's the difference. I don't bullshit. I say I say because I call it how I see it. You know. Absolutely. Um, I definitely have a step up, and I and I. I'm very thankful for the platform that I have. And I, I know that you're right. I'm, and this isn't negative. I'm not down, but it's, I'm in a rebuilding process right now, which, which I think a lot of people all around the world are with the pandemic. A lot of people either are changing careers, lost their job, whatever. And it's weird. It's, it's not where I saw myself being at 32, almost 33. I didn't, I didn't see myself living with my parents. Yeah, yeah, whoa, 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 okay, okay, but hold on. Like, I gotta defend you for. Oh, okay, go ahead. Let me defend you for a second. Let me defend you for a second. A, obviously, it's a pandemic, so it's it's not normal. B, you're in an interesting spot because you came from a real special situation where you got to sit in the passenger seat of a tremendous run with a tremendous dude, right? But you had to carry the show in your way because a lot of people don't know how hard it is to be you 
in those situations because if it's a normal Lee and coach show, dude, we're going off each other. But you're literally almost like Google this, do this, do that. You're like you have like seven hats on, and I'm sure you're editing that show also too, right? Right. Yeah. Dude, that's a lot of work, man. And you dealt with that in your own way. I think the more you double down on being Lee Sia, the more you're winning in life. Do you agree with that or no? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think you're right. And um, especially the last couple months, because I, I, when I left L.A., I, I had a little bit of consulting work in Milwaukee for two months. Um, and then um, around the holidays, it was, it was like December I, I was when I really started to pick it up. And the last couple months, I've been insanely busy. I haven't. The money is coming. It's it's slowly, but every month it's a little bit more. Um, but I, I, I think and I hope really that you're right. I I know I, I do. I do know how lucky I am compared to a lot of people in this pandemic who like I feel bad. I, I, I was a, a, I had just started my third year of stand up and a lot of my friends made their living as Uber drivers and Postmates people. And I mean, Postmates, you could still kind of do. But if you were an Uber driver before this. You, you, like everything t- was taken from you. So at least right. thank God I, I still have podcasting and, and I have everything that I do. Um, so I think you're right. It's just, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are or watching who are in the same boat. And it's just like you have these uh, places you see yourself going and you, you have these ideas and life happens. And, yeah, this isn't exactly where I thought I'd be. But, you know, it is a pandemic and I'm, I'm working. I'm working on improving myself. Lee, do you doubt yourself on anything, man? I doubt myself on everything. I, I mean, I, uh, I'm better. I'm a lot better than I used to be. But the podcast with Joey really helped my confidence a lot. Um, but no, I do. I have a lot of self-doubt. I, especially, listen, being being around him is is incredible because the way that dude rolled, that's one of one. We'll get to him a little bit later. But with you, as you sit here now and go, okay, you're still a baby, bro, because 31, 32, whatever, you're super young still. You don't have kids. Right. You're not like some dude that's in the middle of divorce or some bullshit like that. So you are winning on all angles. The fact that you're staying with your parents is a double winning because you don't have to rush into anything right now. And it's not like you're some loser just sitting on the couch. Right. Absolutely. Well, that, that's true. And thank you. And then the other, the, the flip side of it is because of my schedule with the podcast in L.A., for 10 years, I saw my parents maybe three, four days, twice a year. Right. So the, the, they, they're getting older. They're still, my mom would kill me if I said that, but um, they're still, they're still fine. But I'm, I know looking, when I look back at this time in 10, 20 years, I'm going to be very thankful that I got to spend this time with them. Huge dude. Huge, huge, huge. Talk to me about, about comedy, man. I base my soul. I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far, Lee. Lee. I'm happen to be Cuban also. So when you're Cuban, as you know, you do three things in the sporting world very well. Boxing, dominoes with a double nine, okay, and baseball. My dad beat the shit out of me through baseball. It was horrible, 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 horrible experience. But in knowing that, I understood adversity and i understood real worldly how to deal with failure i mimicked my speaker 
speaking career as I practice and everything, like you stand-up comedians. I got taught, look how crazy life is. I That's why, Lee, in life, I believe, man, and I want to ask you this, that everything happens for a reasons and the signs are the signs. I ran away from Miami to leave baseball. When I go to Los Angeles, I stepped in a car for six months, and then my I was with Wilhelmina Models here in Miami. I go to L.A., and they hand me a letter that's saying, listen, you should you should try this acting coach. I was like, okay. I go and I had no I had no idea what improvisational theater was. I had no idea what improv was. And the guy who I went to go see is a guy by the name of Gary Austin who created the Groundlings. Oh, great. Okay. So when I went to go see Gary, the first class, and it said when Helen Hunt won her Academy Award for a good, as, good as, as Good As It Gets, she thanked him. So this dude has to be good. He's wearing a retro Houston Astros baseball jacket. So I go, I got this guy. Oh, okay, good. I thought you were going to be upset. Okay. No, no, no. On the reverse, because I'm like, it was perfect. So he taught me what you guys do. So when I speak and I practice, there is no wrong thing. Now, your, you guys do is much harder because you, you're looking for a reaction of laugh. I just say the truth. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not, man. How do you approach your comedy? How do you approach your writing? Are you pumped about it? Are you like, oh, I got to, oh, my God, I got to do something. Where are you at with that right now? Well, um, I'll, I'll say this before I get to that. I, it's Unfortunately, with the pandemic, I've done four minutes in the past year. So I, my, my comedy career is taking a major pause. But when I was doing it, every time I sat down to write like a joke joke, I thought I would write, I would write, and I thought I was going to be the next Jerry Seinfeld. I thought I was going to be king, and I would do it on stage, and for the most part, it would it would bomb. <laughs> what what worked for me, and I was still I had just started my third year when the pandemic started, so I'm very I'm still in the very baby stages of it. However, the the jokes that I could get to work were just based off true events. So I I would sit down and. And think about what happened to me, and like, like there's people like Joey or Ryan Sickler or Steve Simone, for example, who can tell stories like 20, 30 minutes, and really break down an event. I wasn't there yet. I would have like a funny anecdote or funny thing, and then I would make jokes about that. So it was sort of a mix of a style of two styles. What is your because, listen, in 2021, storytelling is winning. Right. And I think to be a good storyteller, you got to have two things. We all have stories. You got to believe in your story. And then you have to believe that your story is worth listening to. Right, yeah. So it's pretty much the same shit in both. But if I tell you something and I'm so passionate about the way I'm going to tell you, you're going to be like, fuck, I got I to hear this now. And I think a lot of people forget that. It's true, and that's one of the things that I struggle with because you asked me earlier if I doubt myself, and my personality, I'm always, I'm, I'm very, I'm always very envious of people like you, Coach, and and and, and I bet if you walk in any room you walk into, whether you're putting a face on and act on or not, like, you, like everyone, everyone's always happy to see you. But you know why? But you know why? Why? Because I'll tell you why. This is a beautiful thing to talk about, bro. When I walked, when I walk in anywhere, 
there's such feeling of good that I have inside me for you that I, in my brain, I've known you my whole life. So when I see you, I go, Lee, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? I don't need anything from you. I don't need you to hire me. I don't need you to put me in your thing. I don't need a, I don't need a couch. I just need you to understand that I feel love for you. And then I'm going to analyze you and see like, man, if I were Lee, where is Lee winning at? I don't care what you're losing at, but where are you winning at? So every time I walk into a room, I come with a feeling of good and you can't hate yeah. good. And if you hate good, that's on you. Absolutely. And, and I, I feel like I'm a, a mostly positive person, but where I, I just get into my own head too much. So like, for example, if like you were in a room and I knew you and you were like, you were standing at the bar, I don't have a problem coming and talk to you there. But where I struggle is if I walk into a room and there's five or six people laughing and already talking, I'm not good at inserting myself into that. Okay, but hold on. Okay, so let's work on that. There's five people talking. Do we have to talk to these five people? I, no, I guess not. Right, okay. But let's say we do, right? Okay, 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 yes. Okay, so let's say we do, right? I'm there. And right now, off I see you, right? We're talking. I go, yeah, I go, dude, let, let me ask you a question, man. That's a cool star picture you got in the background right there. What is that star picture of? Oh, this uh, this is actually my the at my bar mitzvah. It was a collage of all my of all my childhood pictures. So it's all bar mitzvah. How hard was it to prepare for a bar mitzvah, man? Really hard. I actually I actually messed up, but I I, I, I it was very a lot of practice. See what I'm doing, Lee? That's how you do it, bro. Yeah. And and you're and and what I learned, but one of the best things that stand up taught me was, I sort of and the reason why I said I, I don't think you're faking it, but I said that because I have I I purposely fake it, like I I've learned to just pretend I'm on stage, and because it, it's funny, I, I my mom is always very supportive, but when she came out to LA, she'd want to come see my shows, and I actually brought her to a show I did in Boston. It's called the Wilbur Theater. It's uh, it's like 1,200 seats or 1,100 seats, and it's where I went as a kid. So it was very special to me to have her come to that. And we, we've talked about it multiple times about how the person I was when I left Boston the first time was a very shy, reserved person. And when she saw me take control of, of the room and do she seen me do well and not do well, but the time like in Boston and the Wilbur I did very well. And it's for I wish I wish I knew how to be that person full time. So in the in these situations now, I've learned to just pretend I'm on stage and pretend that I'm not terrified. Well, it, it that helps. That helps. But I think if you realize that there the only thing that matters in life is effort and attitude. And as long as you put the best effort and the best attitude, you can't control anything else. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know what? Forever. Like I said earlier, for the people who don't like positivity, I'm a big believer in that. I'm not for everyone. There's plenty of people who didn't like me on podcasts. Exactly. I'm, I'm learning slowly to, to gravitate towards people who like me and 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 that's what I'm trying to to focus on a lot more now. 
Listen, Lee, me and you are both rocking the same haircut, okay? Absolutely. Well, you, yours looks a lot better than I. You got a better tan than I do. But I'm working on my tan. I am working on my tan, Lee. I do it every day at least because if, if you're going to be bald, you got to work on the tan, right? Absolutely. I, I suffered with hair loss. Like, you got no idea, bro. I, because my dad enslaved me through baseball, Lee, I had identity issues growing up like you can imagine. I didn't have anything cool. I didn't have a TV in my room. And when you grow up in the 90s and you don't have a car, you have nothing, and your dad's beating the shit out of you, you hide in your head. Yep. Now, unlike you guys over there, I've never drank before. I never did any drugs. So for me, my nothing against anybody that does. I care less. But my brain has always been my escape world and stuff like that. And the ball thing for me was super difficult, bro. How did you deal with it? I was on, I'll put it this way. I was on Propecia in middle school. My You were on Propecia in middle school? Yeah, they, they took me off when they found out that it messes with your libido. Uh, oh, fuck you. That, that, that is crazy, bro. I know. I, I've been losing. I've, I, I hear that a lot. And I, trust me, I, I have enough insecurities to fill an entire podcast. But, and I don't like being bald, but it's just every guy in my family going back generations and generations is bald. Our cue balls. <laughs> yeah, I just knew I just knew my fate from a very young age. Damn, bro. You know what I did, Lee? This this look, here's another story of how I messed up. So I decided to become an actor because J Lo puts me on a TV show in Miami called uh my wife just came in. It's called uh, come here, baby. Come say hi to Lee. Come here. Since you're going to interrupt the part, come here. Look at this beautiful woman. Say hi to Lee. Look at this, Lee. Hello. Come on. Lee, look at this piece, man. How come on. You? You're very lucky. I, 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 I can't I'm hear good. anything. Oh, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> he says you're good. All right. All okay. right. Nice to meet you. Good for you. So, can you hear me? Yeah, I said good for you. Listen, bro. Listen to me. Once Lee, this, everything happens for a reason. I'm going to get to that for a second, but listen to me, bro. I have a full set of hair. My hair starts, I notice in, also I think, man, to be honest with you, I started taking steroids really young for baseball, like to be jacked and stuff. Okay. What, and what the, I'm saying Lee, probably a sophomore in high school, bro. Wow. And then like the needles or the pills or creams? Needles. Ooh. The dude who shot me up, my, my man, Claudie Shell, who is doing this dude ended up hooking up with some like stripper or something went crazy killed the kid that they have he's in jail for life the nicest guy in the world we would go in the like in high schools you couldn't ask for a nicer guy it was like the weirdest thing in the world he we would go in the bathroom there and and at the school he'd shoot it up put it in boom no idea what i was taking no idea if it was right, wrong, whatever. I got jacked. I was really skinny. I'm 6'2", and I was really skinny. And I think that, with the stress of my dad, Lee, I started to get the re receding hairline. And back here, it was brutal, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I have jet black hair. So when I would go to the barber, the barbers, you know, these Cuban barbers have no fucking... Tactic, bro. They would destroy me. They'd be like, bro. <laughs> they'd be like, Lee, can you make yourself a little louder? Uh, sure, absolutely. How's that? Do can you do a little more? Yep. 
How's that? That perfect. I love it. I love it. And then I want to get into what you're using. There's a lot of stuff I can talk to you about, bro. So I'm doing this. They're telling me that. I start taking, I think that a full set of hair is my thing. I go, I can't be go to Los Angeles and I'll be a bald dude. At the time, there was no bald guys. It was Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, full set of hair, dudes, whatever. So I go to Bosley and I get the hair surgery. Lee, I got this beautiful scar in the back of my head. Wow. You see that? Right, right down. Uh, right there, yep, right here. I used to tell everybody when I was in Vegas, I used to tell people, Lee, that I got into a motorcycle accident. So I seemed cool. But no, bro. <laughs> it was the hair surgery. Now. People think girls are the only ones who are vain, but guys can be just as vain. Dude, is that, is that, well, no. And it's almost like we're not prepared, man. Right. We're not prepared. Here they go. They put you on Propecia, which is horrible for a dude. Maybe you're inside. You're like, bro, I'm fucked up. I'm not my dick ain't getting hard too much. I'm down. It's ruining my mood. Because how life works, Lee, is interesting. God goes, okay, here you go. You want hair? Perfect. But then we're going to ruin the reason why you want hair because you want hair to look good for chicks. Exactly. So it's like the biggest thing in the world, dude. Love Long story short, Lee. Chicks in the middle school anyways. But no, I can see. I, I'm glad they took me off of it. No, dude. Listen to me. I get the scar. I do the whole thing. My hair keeps falling off. I start doing the, what is this thing called? Rogan. Have you ever, did you ever do topics? Like the little topic hair follicle things? No, uh, no but is that, I think I've heard Bert Kreischer talk about it. Is that like, you, you, it's like the shaker cheese? It's like a shaker thing, bro. Yeah, you, oh, wow. No, I never you, that. you put on your hair and then you hit it with like a little spray and your hair looks like a microphone, right? <laughs> Lee, here's the problem. The goal is to hook up with chicks. So you hook up with the chick. And then what happens? When girls start going crazy, you know this, Lee. Their hands start going everywhere. Right. I'm here doing the karate matrix so they don't touch my head. Hysterical. And get exposed. And I, God forbid I can't jump in a shower or a pool. So I just came over there. Oh, no. What if you started sweating in Miami heat? Dude, no. I was in Los Angeles. Oh, you were in L.A. Okay. Thank I, didn't, I didn't do any of these stuff. I was in L.A. And then, Lee, the funny thing, dude, the greatest, who's the the number one actor in the world right now? Tom Cruise? I don't know. No, who's the number one box office, number one actor in the world? I don't know. Take a what guess. No, who's number one? Used to be a wrestler. Oh, um, The Rock. The Rock, bro. What kind of hair is The Rock rocking? He, he, looks, like, he looks like his younger brother. Dude, he's bald. He, that dude tripled down on being himself. Absolutely. I mean, he did have a he did have a stage name, but no, I see. I absolutely. But even when he had a stage name, how many wrestlers can pull what he pulled? Bro's very few, man. And we had the same acting coach, a guy named Aaron wow. Spicer. Okay. Who became famous because he started with uh, the Wayan Brothers. Gotcha. Then he did J Lo. Then he did Will Smith, and he became real popular. Wow. And he told me, a guy named Aaron Spicer, dude, great, funny guy. He told me when he got The Rock, he goes, "I because The Rock's like 6'5", he goes, I told him to be as skinny as possible. And I told him that he should do, he said a couple things, and The Rock doubled down on being himself, and look at the difference, dude. That's why, Lee, the number one thing, dude, I think, as I look, not that you need my help, but the vibe that I get from you, man, being so talented, and already being used to this, because for 90% of the people, 
are dying for the experience you have. Dying. They'll never get it. They will never get it. You have that already. The only thing I think missing from you is more. More. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like I would literally grab a camera every single day. Guys, here's another joke by Lee. Let me know. Comment below. Comment below if I suck or if I'm the greatest of all time. Right. Well, and you're right. And it's um, I don't know if you're we're planning on talking about it or not, but I've I've I think part of the big reason why I struggle um with confidence is I was always the heavy kid. And um uh, when I first started comedy, I I was just about to and then got out like a month into comedy. I got out of a, a four and a half year relationship and I've always dealt with mental health. I, I hate to say depression. I think depression's overused. I wasn't suicidal or anything, but I would get down on myself and have down periods. And between the breakup, the down periods, and then just focusing on comedy, I ballooned up to the highest I've ever been. So I actually stopped putting myself in front of camp. I just didn't like seeing myself. Um, and over the past four months, I've lost about 60 pounds and I'm still nice. a lot more. Thank you. Um, but I'm finally starting to get a little bit more comfortable with it. Lee, why don't we, why did you, what did you, another thing, see, because a guy like you, because you already have an audience, man, see, this is not, we're not talking to a kid that's, that's out of school, you have an audience, you have what people are dying for, so an example, what's up guys, Lee over here, guys, I ballooned to whatever the weight is, 336, 336, 6 plus 6, 336, right, yep. guys, my next show is going to be called 336, that's number one. Number two, let me tell you what I've done differently. What have you done differently? Well, I, um, I've i basically just been counting calories, and, and this is not – I hate when people come on a podcast to pitch. I'm not asking anybody to join. But the one – the thing that really made a difference for me was I started a Patreon because my I don't know if you know my brother or, or heard of him. His his Instagram is Syed Fitness. Okay. Uh, he actually – Holy shit. He, he's the guy who trained my boy. Gary V. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he trained Gary uh, Vaynerchuk for about three years, I think, maybe four years. Traveled the world with him, and he's blown up on social media. Um, Are you guys tight? We weren't. We weren't for about ten years. We're very different people, but in uh, we started to get closer uh, about a year ago. Who's older? I am by almost three years. Okay. Um, we're very different people. He is a lot more of what he's a lot more outgoing and, and personable and and was a lot of what I wanted, um, which I think is probably no what you are. No, Lee, I'm t you're an outgoing guy. The problem is you block yourself because you th overthink it. Well, that, that's a hundred percent true. But what he he helped me a lot, and he would come on the Patreon. We'd talk about um, weight loss questions I had, and he basically just put me on a plan. And that I've I've followed, but it's uh, I'm just all I'm doing is counting calories and the, the system that works for me because I've I've tried all of them is I do something called OMAD, which is one meal a day, and the only reason I do that is so I can have a, a more normal sized meal. I don't I don't like being hungry. If I have two or three small meals, I always feel hungry. So I have one meal a day. I usually keep it between. 14 and 1600 calories. He, my brother said I could go up to 18 if I want, but I try to keep it lower than that. 
And the best thing that I did on the Patreon was I do four live workouts a week on Zoom. And I either do a walk or kettlebells. And because working out is always like, as you were at the beginning, when you were talking about sports, how bad I am at them. I'm even worse at working out. I don't like it. It's it's hard for me. And it hurts. You feel weird. The whole thing. Yeah. And I'm just not coordinated. But the nice thing about doing the Zooms is I just we talk the whole time. Most of the people aren't working out with me. Some of them are. But I've had some very nice. I'll give them a shout out here, like uh, a, a woman named Vilma. There's a guy named Mitchell, a guy named Ryan. I have a, uh, I have probably about usually 10 to 12 people that come on every time, but I have like three to five that are there almost every workout that I do. And the main reason why I've stuck with it this time is because I don't want to let them down. It's weird. Like I, You'll kill yourself, but you won't let them down. I need like when I got down to my lowest, the lowest I've gotten to as an adult was two twenty seven, uh, which is I still needed to lose about fifty pounds. But I got down there five or six years ago when I found this uh, kettlebell gym in Burbank, and it was three days a week. Uh, the same people, the same sort of thing. We had five or six people that every time, every class we were there, we were dance. It was fun, and on four and. A, it was expensive. It was about 110 a month. And I remember Joey asking me, like, why don't you just buy kettlebells? And I did end up buying some, but I, I it's not him, the same. It's not the same. I, I need to spend the money, and it's not even about the money. It's I don't want to let the people in the class or the coach down. Yes, sir. If it, if if I'm left up to my own devices, I I will come up with any excuse under the sun to not work out. But when I'm accountable to other people. I don't. I can't come on to Patreon, and I, I'm not charging a lot of money. I have three or five bucks a month, so I'm it's, like, no one's gonna get that mad at me. But I can't come on there and be like, oh, I'm not losing weight. When like here, I even said this to my brother, and I I didn't say it in a mean way, but I just we were talking, um, and I said like, listen, man. In theory, there really is not like there's no need for trainers or nutritionists. Everyone knows like there's there's a thousand products but when it comes to losing weight you eat less calories and you move a little bit that's like it's very simple but the reason why the health and fitness industry is a humongous industry and the reason why my brother's so successful i mean he's very smart and he works very hard but is there's a mental aspect to it that a lot of people who are in my shoes who have a lot of weight to lose have some sort of mental block or mental something mental holding them back when it comes to food. So having someone to rely on and be accountable to makes the, uh, the, the entire world of a difference. Lee, you think that traces back to your childhood, bro? Oh yeah. I mean, I was big for my whole life. I, my uh, Jordan, his, his first name is Jordan. My brother is probably one of the a few people in my entire family who's in shape. Um, my family are, are bald and they're big, um, to varying. I was probably the biggest, but yeah, I would, I would, I like, like you said, I, I was never a big drinker. I didn't start with marijuana until I met Joey really honestly, let probably I could count on my hands how many times I'd tried it before Joey. Right. And 
but my thing was always food when I was sad or upset. Or Let's talk food for a second. Let me talk. What's your food of choice? What is in my any, anything bad for me? Fast. But, well, you know, it's it, what's interesting about uh, LA since you were there. I moved there, and that's really where my weight sort of took off. I was always, I was always bigger, chubby, but I never, I never really. I, it became a big problem when I moved to LA because I was working either a the day shift was ten to seven, so I had to leave my house at eight for LA traffic. I wouldn't get back till eight or nine. Right. For, for the first couple of years before I met Joey, I worked in uh, reality reality TV post production, and a lot of that is from nighttime shifts. So like I'd work my my normal shift was seven p.m. to five a.m. for the most part. And the only wow. at that time is fast food. So I ate like almost nothing but fast food. What's your favorite fast food? Wendy's. What do you eat at Wendy's? Oh, spicy chicken sandwich and okay. two junior bacon cheeseburgers with a large fry. And a diet what are you Coke. drinking? I'm, 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 I'm uh, trying to keep my figure. So Diet Coke. Okay. I'm a, I could do Wendy's here and there. I'm a huge McDonald's guy, bro. Oh, trust, trust me. The, I think a reason why I didn't get kind of bigger is LA, there aren't too many Wendy's. I used to tell people that I knew, and it was not even a joke, it's the truth. I knew almost every fast food place in the Sherman Oaks, where it was, New City Valley area. <laughs> like, I, I went to McDonald's so much that I should have, I should have owned stock in them. I, what are you eating at McDonald's? Lee, talk to me. Was, what are you ordering? It was usually, and and it would get more as I got bigger. But my, I started off with, I had two orders. It was either a double quarter pounder with cheese or a Big Mac. And then if I got the burger, I get two McChickens. If I got a, I sometimes I get a crispy chicken sandwich, and then I get two McDoubles. I always had the one big sandwich and two small sandwiches. Okay, I, I like that. I yeah. now I don't eat any of that, but I like that. Let me ask you a question. What are you drinking then? Coke. Okay, so let me get them. Let, let me hit you with my stuff. Go for it. I go to McDonald's. Right. I'm ordering the number three, double quarter pounder, with just cheese, plain with just cheese, Lee. I'm the same way. I don't like the onions. Yeah, I don't like any. I don't like ketchup. I don't like. I could do ketchup. I, I learned how to eat ketchup like two years ago, but I could do ketchup, not mustard, or anything else. Large fries. Absolutely. Yeah, you got it. Sometimes you have to get a small fry too because you want to put some on the on the sandwiches. So I don't do. You know what? In the Cuban thing, they do something called pan con bite, which is the Cuban bread with the little chopped things. I'll do it there. Yeah, bunch. That's delicious. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, I don't do that a lot. But large fries, large Coke, no ice. So it's really filled to the top. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can. You're you're a real deal. You never get ice in it. It's cold already. There's it's cold already. Don't, that's a sucker move. Don't fall for that trick. Absolutely. <laughs> and then this is where it gets crazy. Six-piece chicken nugget, just the nuggets, Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going with three sweet and sour sauce. Oh, good choice. No barbecue? I'm a sweet and sour barbecue guy. I'm a sweet and sour, bro. Okay. I, like I can't stand barbecue. I'll throw up barbecue. But sweet and sour all day, Lee. All day. I like it. I'm dunking the quarter pounder. In the sweet and sour, so we're getting oh. bread and meat on the sweet and sour. I never plus, ooh, I'm telling you, Lee. Plus, the fries in the sweet and sour. Oh yeah, I've done that. That's good. And then at the end, caramel sundae with extra caramel. Okay. 
and four packs of peanuts. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know you could get extra peanuts. My thing, and I haven't been to fast food in four months, but their cookies are actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm not a cookie. You know, I'm not a cookie guy, bro. Okay. My, see, my, okay, see, this is how you know I'm real deal. My problem with the ice cream is it would melt. I don't like melted ice cream. That's I, true. I'm weird. I don't want to eat the ice cream before the meal. So I no, I can't do that. No, 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 I can't do that. Yeah. Can't do that. And I, I also have weird rules. I, I, I would eat it a bunch. I'm really not an, a fry on the way home kind of guy. I would even turn my seat warmers on to keep the keep the food warm because I wanted to have the fries with the meal. I didn't, like, and the fries get bad, right? The fries, they don't have too much of a lifespan. Well, you know what? That's actually one of the things that's helping me uh, not miss fast food a lot. Because when I was a kid, I just remember it always being good. But towards the end of my fast food run, it was like half and half. Sometimes it'd be good, but sometimes you get home and the, especially late at night, the fries are stale or cold. Dude, I would, I agree with you. I would Lee. And then he, this is how good you're out of the mix. McDonald's doesn't do peanuts anymore. They took peanuts away? They took peanuts away because I think a lot of people are getting peanut allergy and they didn't want any problems with it. So they whacked the peanuts. Sunday without peanuts. You can, I don't know, bro. I don't know how people do it either. But you're absolutely right. No, and then, dude, I would, I do a whole thing of it because I, I'm naturally very skinny. And there's times where I get, I'm an extremist on everything. I do a lot of it or nothing of it. And there's some times when I got to Vegas, I got to Vegas weighing one. 70 shreddedly like shredded like veins in my stomach shredded but i worked in the nightclub so nighttime stuff and then i would uh i lived at the aria hotel you lived there i lived there but my nightclub that i i started as a promoter and i ended up being the the director of customer development lead for four years i think i was probably one of the most powerful people in las vegas was hide in the bellagio I love Vegas. I'm not. I wasn't a club guy. I like I was a gambling guy. But you gamble? Not any, ever since stand up. I took. I stopped. What's I, your game? It was blackjack, but that can get you real quick. What I, I learned at the end was pie gal because I like I like screaming pie gal. Asian style. You went Asian style. Well, the the thing that I, the reason why I think stand up helped me stop gambling is I I tried poker once, but everyone was so freaking they were they were angry. And there was like a set. It was like a, it they're was weird. A poker players, meeting. poker like, players are weird. The reason why I like blackjack is because whenever when you when everyone wins, you high five and like. Let me tell you something, Lee. Let me ask you a blackjack question. Yeah, let's go for it. You got sixteen. Oh no. Dealer showing a face card. Oh. Or ten. Right. What do you do? You got a hit, but I hate it. I, I'm scared the whole time. My You're kid, scared. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm shitting my pants the whole time, but you, that's. That's how that's I, I respect gamblers because I've been at tables where some drunk jerk comes up and stays or something and everyone gets up and leaves the table because they just ruin the whole deck. The whole juju, the whole the whole thing. Well, this is this is why you know a game you would have liked, bro. And black the good thing about blackjack is the splits, the double downs. Oh yeah. That puts it on a different level. What sucks about blackjack is people play it like socially but your hand fucks up my hand if you do something stupid there goes thing that's what sucks Listen, you know what game you really i'm gonna show you that real quick look at this oh there it is right there yeah that's it dude that that's legit lee you know what game you would have loved what's that baccarat 
isn't that like I, I heard that's like the I don't really know the rules about it, but I know like that's what rich guys play. Yeah, it's it has that. It's what James Bond played. It has that gentleman thing, okay. but we all play it together, and it's literally 50-50, player or bank. And it's one strategically that the numbers, it's the, the sport that the or the game that the numbers favors the player the most. The, your, your percentages of winning are the highest. Oh, okay. Now you're asking, Lee, why does the coach know so much about gambling? Lee, I used to have, when I was in the nightclub, I the CEO of MGM Resorts took me out of the nightclub after four years, and he put me, as an executive casino host, bro. And I did it for for six, maybe a year, worst decision I ever made. I I just thought long term, because I was like, well, I'm, I was 34, I was 33, 34. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna be in a nightclub forever. I grew immensely in the nightclub. Everybody wants a Vegas hookup for a nightclub. Right. You know that fake thing where everybody acts like your friend, but they're not, but they just, they jock you. And then you're like a weird celebrity in the little world. Right. Lee, and when he took me out, it was the worst decision I ever made because I was corporate. And you bring me corporate and you clip my wings. It was horrible. Wow. But in the nightclub, my guy, this Peruvian dude, is the high, was the highest theoretical player in Vegas at the time. Wow. So you know, you're a gambler. You know what theoretical play is. I maybe I do with that one. I don't. I I, I don't like just following the rules. No, theoretical play is how Vegas rates you. Oh, I don't know what that means. So let me, let's hook you up. So Vegas sees Lee Syed come in. Right. You could deposit a million dollars into the Bellagio account. I wish. No, you will one day. But if you don't play that, that does nothing for Vegas. Right. But what Vegas cares about is this formula, which is the amount of time you sit at the table. Right, right, right. They check that. They always put it on the little key. You always put it on the thing. What you're betting and yeah, yeah, yeah. Added by the higher of the hand that you play. Okay. That number is called theoretical play. Got it. Okay. That's how Vegas, that's how a hotel lead knows how valuable you are to it. Right. And what type of player you're dealing with. Right. Okay. My guy, this Peruvian dude who coincidentally owned casinos in south america highest player my dude played roulette Dang. lee my guy averaged three hundred and thirty thousand a spin bro wait what average bet three hundred and thirty thousand a spin bro oh my oh that that i, I want to place a bet a big bet, but that's, oh, and what, what, like, what is it? Thirty-six times if you win, dude. So something like that. Here's a story. Here's a story for you. So I get in Thursday. My schedule was, I would, I had off Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday off. Friday was my Monday. Which is super cool in that aspect because you come in and everybody's happy. It's Friday, whatever. Right. My man comes in from from out of town. Heads or tails. Sometimes, sometimes comes in with a wife. Sometimes he comes in with a bunch of side pieces. So this time, a ton of side pieces and a whole onslaught of things. He would stay at the Aria Sky Suites. Whoa. 
which these are two-story villas, bro, that, like, look up into the heavens, man. Like, you got to be an insane player to stay in those. Would, would they comp them? Or all, of course, yeah, all comp, oh. all comp. Okay. Everything comp. Friday, we're there. Lee, this dude has a $2 million line of credit. Whoa. When you have a line of credit, it's borrowed money you get that you don't pay interest on. Right. Which is crazy. You go to a bank, the bank's going to charge you. The casino says, here's the money. We're You're going to play it, so there's no interest on it. So you got $2 million sitting there. Lee, the first day of playing, my man's up $2 million. Saturday, Uh-oh. he's up $7 million. Total or? Total. Okay, okay. No line of credit touched, Lee. $7 million up. Saturday night, Lee, he's up four more million dollars. He's up $11 million Saturday night, Lee. Okay. Okay? You with me, Lee? $11 million. I feel like there's a big drop coming, and it makes me, it's making, I, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that nervous <laughs> feeling again. Oh my god! Okay, Lee, you're you you think you're in Boston, but you're in Vegas, bro. I am, I am, and I'm, I'm I'm just screaming at him. Leave, go home. Go home. I'm going to get out of there. Lee, we went to Hakkasan. At the time, Hakkasan was the hottest club. Venetian, right? No, Hakkasan's at the MGM. Oh, okay. Sorry, you're right. Which which is Hakkasan was a famous restaurant turned nightclub. Okay. At MGM, amazing place, revamp. MGM's a little older hotel, mm-hmm. but the uh, Hakkasan was at the time Lee was the place. They it was the movement of Tiesto, Calvin Harris, Dead Mouse, where they really Aoki, where they where the nightclubs really went towards away from hip hop and really towards EDM. Okay. Calvin Harris was spinning that night. My man gets a twenty thousand dollar table, everything's comped. Everything's comped, right? When we sit there, the night's good. Everything, I got pictures. Everything's good. I go, all right, like about four, three in the morning. All right, I'm going to check out. I'm out of here, bro. I'm out of here, compadre. Nos vemos mañana. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Lee, I get home. Boom. At the thing. Get the valet. Go out from the Bellagio. Get my car. MGM. Because because you're connected, I would take a limo. From, I would call in a limo. A limo would be waiting for me outside. So if me and Lee are hanging out at the table. Lee, let's go. We're out of here. We take a limo from MGM to the right at the Bellagio, and then we go into the Aria. Lee, I'm pulling up into the Aria. I get a call. because They don't call me. I get a call from, my man don't call me, from the MGM. Uh, yes, Hector. Uh, Omar Machi. Oh, I said his name. Omar Machi's here. And he went through the whole $11 million. In the time it took you to leave? In the time, that? by the time I left from the MGM thing, my man went through $11 million. Oh. Oh. And Lee, and here's the kicker. He took down his $2 million line of credit also with it. So he went down $13 million? $13 in about, in, in about a Las Vegas 15 minute, Lee. He took down $13 million with him. And I left early because I, I, I oh I, oh, the, oh did you ever see him again? Lee, the call was that he wanted more money. <laughs> oh, 
So, so then at like four in the morning, I got a call the boss of bosses and say, and wake him up. That's part of the gig. Right. And say, listen, my man, real cool dude, man. I got the name of Alpha Cento. I look like an old Marlon Brando in a thing. I call him up. I go, listen, we have our boy here. He's down his two plus his 11. He wants two more. What do you think? And he goes, give it to him. <laughs> I call back. My man gets two more. Lost those two, Lee. Finished his night. Private plane back to where he came from. In about six days or so, here's a check for the whole amount. <laughs> and we do it all over again. And he did. He came back. He would come back and gamble. Lee, they can't stop. Oh, thank. I'm thank. I'm. I lost a few thousand bucks over my years. Under five, I think overall, which I'd love to have back now. But I had a rule that I would never go to the ATMs at the casino. I broke that rule like probably two or three times. But I can't imagine. I was I was so upset after losing. A thousand. I can't imagine losing. I, 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 all right, even if you want to say the eleven is was never yours and it's a good story, that's fine. But then another four on top of that. On top of that, bro. Oh, and he and he knows the game. If he owns casino, he oh no, he he, he definitely owns the game. So you you know what Vegas started to do, Lee? Vegas started to the win did it. Right before I left, the top 10 blackjack players, they got rid of them. They say you can't come back anymore. Right? Yeah, they, they, they banned Dana White. Right? Which is what they do to Dana White all the time. Because he's so good. He's so lucky and good. And people don't understand, when you hit a casino for a million dollars, that's really like five million. Why is that? Because you take so many comps and so many things with you. Oh, right, 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 right. Now, Dana White, I don't think he's using his comps. I don't think he needs to. But these guys from Latin America, they abuse. So these rooms are super expensive. Right. All that gets charged. All the food in these places. You're eating places like Javier's, super expensive. These all these restaurants and all that for twenty people, three meals, nightclubs. It adds a, it adds a lot. Yeah. Oh my god, that is a lot. It's um, and you you know what? It's funny you say that because I mean, just from my point of view, when I first started going to Vegas, parking was free everywhere. They changed it, bro. And then I don't know if you know, but like, yeah, they, everything that, like, the the resort fees went up. Vegas is not the same, and I I, I love Vegas. I actually it wouldn't be good for me, but I would love to live in Vegas. It'd be good if you could control yourself. I loved. I lived there for four years, Lee. I loved it, man. Did you, did they pay for your hotel? No, I had a. I left with. I had some. I've never had money in my life at the time, but I left with some money from Los Angeles. Okay. So I had a, I think Lee, everything in life is connections, bro. Right. It's who you know and building relationships. Absolutely. I, when I talk to parents in sports, I talk to them, listen, don't worry about it if your kid wins first place at the age of 10, at the age of 12, at the, worry about building relationships. Worry about understanding, worry about making somebody else better, no matter what they can do for you, no matter what they look like. Worry about being that person. You're always going to win. 
And my dad was the reverse. My dad was this guy, a lot of morals, Cuban dude. Dad died when he was eight years old, 15, youngest of 15 kids. Super strong character, Lee. So he doesn't, he didn't have that suave, like, hey, how to deal with people, stuff like that, man. So I, that, that was, that, that was real hard, bro. Lee, when you started, talk to me the idea that you came up with to email Joey. Right before you did that, where was your life at? How many people had you emailed before? Talk to me about that mindset, man. Uh, so I was in LA. Um, very short time, probably five or six months. And I was working on a show, America's Funniest Home Videos. Okay. They were very good to me. Um, they're still very good to me. But I was making, I think, 900 a week, something like that. No, less than that, like 800 a week. Decent money. Uh, it's fine, but it's expensive to live in L.A. Where were you living? Sherman Oaks. I was living in, they have... Um, these little bungalows which they made in the 20s for all the actors they would put those in and just this little mine was in when i walked out of my door i was in the parking lot of a of a liquor store and oh, wow. the first like couple months in la i i came out there was a little gate like our little area was nice but as soon as we walk out to where the cars were it was a parking lot of a liquor store it was van nuys and ventura right there okay um and there was a homeless dude by the dumpster, pants around his ankles, just peeing, just on his pants. Damn. I saw, I saw him, his junk at like 8 in the morning. <laughs> it was awful. But I was running out of money. I, it was so, and it's, I, the part of the reason why I, I don't like living at home, I still, I don't take money from my parents, but it was a, it was a source of pride to me that I never asked my parents for money ever. Um, it, was, it was, I was very, I've, I've worked since I was 14. That's um, awesome, man. That's good. But I was running out of money, so I applied. I remember I applied to Domino's, Pizza Hut, and Best Buy. Didn't get a call back. I was a college grad. Didn't even get a call back. I was going to oh, work wait. a second job. Didn't get and I and then because living was so expensive for you, Lee. Yeah, I mean it was like I I should have had a roommate, but my my shyness. I don't like having roommates, so I was. That makes sense. Hey, listen, it's not it's not easy, bro, to have roommates. Right. So I was paying nine hundred a month in rent, and then I had a car payment. And what kind of car did you have? I had a uh, an Altima. I had a, a early two thousands Altima that I bought right before I left, and I drove out. Um, and the I I found podcasts on the drive, and then at work, one of my buddies told me about Rogan, so I saw Joey very early on. And I sent him, I actually sent him a message on Facebook. And I said, I remember, I even wrote a blog about it years ago. I said, I want to work with comedians, but I don't want to come off as creepy. Do you have any ideas? I remember hearing that. Why comedians? Because you saw yourself going down that route. No, for, I, I didn't, like, I should have, I wish I'd started comedy when I first met Joey. But it wouldn't have worked out because I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, wasn't. You weren't ready, you weren't ready. I wasn't ready at all. I've loved stand-up my entire life as a fan, a big fan of it for my entire life. My family would watch specials together. We'd listen to CDs, but I never for a minute thought I'd be uh, a stand-up. I, like, I wanted – and so w what happened was the day I met Joey or the day I got the message back from Joey, I had a interview set up to do um, – 
telemarketing fundraising for political it was like on wilshire it was like they made you pay for your own parking and you would do telemarketing essentially um and joey wrote me back and said what are your ideas and i i just ran through i i, I talked about self-producing cds doing stuff on youtube podcasting and i remember we, we met at the haha ha, the, it was an old the old location still same street but it was higher up on lancashire in north hollywood we met there um in about May or June of 2011, and uh, that we for a while we just started meeting and talking there, and then it's funny. The first time I went to his house, he had me come to his house because he didn't have a smartphone, but he wanted to upload a picture on Twitter, and I showed him how to do that on his computer, and he called me an unadulterated genius. And I was nice. In, I was in from that moment. Um, he had just done uh, Gabriel Iglesias's. Uh, stand-up revolution tv show and gabe is a very nice person and he gave everyone who was on the show it was called a sony bloggy and it was essentially like a little portable video camera um and that could plug in via usb it, it was even had the usb plug in the camera and the way joey and i started was every week he would give me that camera full of uh clips and I would edit them together for a hundred bucks a week. And that was Mad Flavors World. And we did, I don't know how, we did two seasons. I don't know how many. Crazy, bro. That's how we started. Crazy. How did you know editing? Because that, that was just what you did at America's Funniest Video? Uh, well, I went to school. My my degree was in digital post-production. I, I wanted to be an editor. Um, at America's Funniest Home Videos, and I, the other, I worked on a few shows, the cool, the the other two cool shows I worked on was Hell's Kitchen, and then I worked on Caesar Milan's show. Not the big one, not but it was called Caesar Nine One One. That was actually the last show I worked on. Um, yeah, before he that's that's after the second one. That's after the the big one, the second one. Right. Um, he was very nice actually too. But for those of you who don't know, with reality TV shows, they have like Hell's Kitchen had over twenty cameras. So the reason why I was working at night was so that the for the editor to be able to switch back and forth the cameras, it's called grouping. You have to group the cameras together and sync them up so they can go and switch angles whenever they want. Damn. So that was my job. There's other things. I'm, it's, it's essentially tech support. But um, so I had a little bit of editing knowledge, but it's like you learn a little bit in college, but you really learn on the on the job. of course of course i got up to my my last position with see with caesar show it was called lead assistant editor so i was the, i was in charge of one other assistant editor there was a small show um but i never made it to full editor so i have okay editing skills but i'm not i i never i i was, was with joey and went full-time with joey before i made it to full editor when you get that experience with joey when do you start to notice, Lee, that you're onto something special there? You know, it's weird. Because my life almost didn't change for the most part. I would get recognized occasionally. But for the most part, I lived in the same apartments. The cool, the, 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 the cool part was I did get to meet some very amazing people. But to me, all of it was cool from the very beginning. Just, I mean, just when we started out with, with not so many listeners and even, even, even getting 
like 20, 30,000, whatever views on Matt Flavors World was cool to me. I got very lucky because I just met Joey at the exact right time in both of our lives because usually people of that level have people. And Joey had had other people who worked for him uh, doing videos and stuff. Um, but for whatever reason, either they left or it didn't work out. But um, I got very lucky and we, we connected and and it was it was cool the whole time. And, and obviously throughout the years, the views went up and down and it was awesome. But uh, Joey, Joey sounds I mean, he never he never hit me, thank God. Um, so, but he sounds very similar to your dad. He can be a, a very, uh, strong willed person. Yeah. And, and no one works harder than Joey. I'll, I'll say that still, but, um, just when one of the coolest things about my life in LA that I'll always be thankful for was the fact that I got to go being such a stand up fan is I got to go with Joey a ton to the comedy store and to the ice house. And, and there's no one who can make me laugh harder. Like, like you just lose your breath watching him on stage, especially in person. There's, I love spe specials and they're, and they're great, but there's something about live comedy, especially with someone like Joey, that it's like, sometimes you feel like you're going to have a heart attack. It's just, it's dude, I believe it. I would pass by that fucking comedy store. Cause my best friend, so my boy owns Sushia, the sushi place. Is that right next to the comedy store? I never it's went. a little bit. It's right next to Le Petit Four. Got it. Got so it. you keep passing. You're on Sunset Boulevard. It's in Sunset Plaza. Got it. Okay. Got so it. I would see that comedy store every single day. And I never once ever even thought in my brain, hey, let me go in here. Let me do whatever. So I've never oh, seen. Never went to a show? I never, I've never seen comedy live. Wow. Okay, you definitely absolutely have to go. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do the first one right. I gotta do the first one right. When I do it, we gotta do the first one right, Lee. Absolutely. If it's yours, it might be yours, Lee. If you give, I get you get out there soon. <laughs> I'm gonna fly in. I would love to. Um, I've I've heard Miami is a rough place to go. So a lot of comics don't like going to Miami, but maybe West Palm. Whenever I go down no, to Florida, I, like I know no. Or in listen, I travel the whole country speaking. I was in. Ironically, I was in Boston last year because okay. of the, before the COVID because of uh, New Balance brought me out to give me a tour of their their thing. I think I was one of the first person to catch Corona because I went to see I this is how my life works. I went to see Gary because my whole life, once I finished in Las Vegas, Las Vegas was the best for me. This beautiful woman that you saw here is my wife. Right. Lee, we went to the same high school together. Oh, that's awesome. I saw her in high school, Lee. I was shredded, six foot two Cuban. I thought I looked great. Yeah. I had zero game. My dad's beating the shit out of me. I got no cool clothes. I got nothing. I saw this girl and I got no freedom. Because you know, some people you you have no, but as long as you got free, you got freedom in high school, you're crushing. Yeah, I had no freedom either. Yeah. I had no fucking freedom, bro, because of baseball. I'm trapped. This girl looked at me one time. I looked at her, Lee, and I go, this, this girl's gorgeous. She kind of smiled at me, whatever. And that's it, bro. I never spoke to her again. Because I go, there's no way I'm going to get this woman. I have, it's embarrassing. My situation was flat out embarrassing. I was wearing, I was so behind Lee, I would wear like the tidy whitey underwear. 
<laughs> and this is the late 90s, bro. I'm not in the 80s. I bet, I bet you look good in them, though. 6'2 shredded. Dude, I... A lot better than I do. That, but listen, but you could look like a piece. That ain't hooking you up, bro. That's... <laughs> Yeah, you got those boxers, I bet. Dude, nah. No, no, no. I go boxer brief. I go boxer brief. Okay, but I was, I was nervous for a second. I was like, I hope he doesn't say he was wearing what I wear. No, I'm a big boxer brief kind of guy. I love boxers. That's the perfect combo. Lee, I saw her. It, it stayed in my brain. Six years later, I do her. I'm in Vegas. I'm the guy in Vegas. I throw. She reaches out to me so I could do her best French bachelorette party. Nice. I do that. Fall in love with this girl. I'm flying Lee. Like, I'm literally broke the record for the most fucking flights from Vegas to Miami. <laughs> I'm flying in on the red eye two times a month, two days to get this girl. I go, I go, I go, listen to me. If I get the green light, I'm going to, and I never wanted to get married. I was, I wanted to be married. I wanted to be single my whole life. I wanted to be like Oprah and have everybody be my kids. Right. And I could help everybody out 24 seven, obsessed with helping people out. That's it. Lee. I kept flying, flying, and I go to I go. Listen, you give me the green light. I'm gonna marry you. We're gonna have kids. We're gonna do the whole thing. Lee, I started doing that. I moved here. I started recording myself because I started to see Gary. I had no idea who anybody was, so I started to record myself, and I saw what the YouTubers was were doing, and I go, man, let me do that in my story with baseball. So I just started to share why I failed. Why I went to Leonardo DiCaprio's house. And when everybody was there in Los Angeles. Because my swag and my positivity got me with the right circles. What right. messed me up, Lee, was I wasn't myself. Right. So you're Lee the comedian. Where Leonardo DiCaprio's house is Lee, Leo, Slash from Guns N' Roses, Chris Tucker, this baseball player, this super producer, and me. And when you got to me, oh, so Hector, what's your story? I should have said the truth. But what I said was, no, man, I used to play for the Yankees. But I got injured, and I blew out my arm, which makes I could fit the profile, wow. you know? What happened, Lee? The wrong person Googled me. Super hater. Told everybody. That kicked me on. Then I looked like a liar, like a fraud. In a town where everybody's lying, I became one of the other liars. Right, right. Wow. How cool would it have been if I'd have said, no, man, I'm, I'm just living in my car, and I'm trying to figure this thing out because I want to act. Yeah, and I'm sure Leo would have connected. It's funny what we tell ourselves to uh, to justify a lie, but you know, Leo might have been. I I don't know his full story, but he was a struggling actor at one point. They all were. Yeah, they all were. Like, oh, I can't be. I can't just be me. I gotta be. I gotta be something better. I gotta be some better. It, it shoots you in the foot. That's especially funny. now, especially in 2021. But now, I mean, do you do you regret it? Because now. You are the who you are. You might not have met, been with your wife if you had said the right thing. The whole thing, Lee. I am. I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I'm okay. Let me get to the Gary story, and then you're gonna okay, you're gonna yeah, find this interesting because I want to get your opinion on this, Lee. Lee, I start doing the videos. I start helping people. People start reaching out to me. Ironically, I'm like the kid whisperer. So I'm there, I'm, I'm able to help people with their kids, blah, 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 whatever. My profile starts going on social, starts going on social, blah, blah. I become the first person, influencer to sign a deal with Rawlings. Rawlings that I actually get paid to have. I have my gloves with my own logo, Lee. Check this out. Oh, cool. 
That's badass. Look at look, I like your logo on it. Look at you that. see that, dude? A guy who went to public school, Lee. I used to have to take the dorky yellow bus. Me too. As a senior in high school, Lee, my mom dropped me off in like this Scarface 1984 Cadillac, baby blue. No swag whatsoever, right? right? And I ran from being a public school kid my whole life. I wanted to be like these rich kids because mm -hmm. I associated, Lee, money with happiness. Me too. Yeah, it's a big problem. It's a big problem. And I saw it around me growing because my dad didn't have any money. But that's a blue-collar guy who worked for Pepsi stocking stores not pepsi white collar no no not an executive like literally he would stock the stores and we never did anything man and i was like fuck this bro i i'm when i'm an adult i'm done with that and that's why i overcompensated and that's why i but when i started helping people i go if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this right i'm gonna be honest and every single situation that i can say my truth i'm gonna say it. and if i don't like it i'm not gonna do this so i started doing that started doing it. started getting following the rawlings thing comes up now I'm making money doing that, and I'm giving baseball lessons at the time. Imagine I'm 30, Lee. I'm 36 years old. You still, I still had four years on you. You're 32, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm about to be 33 in July, but yeah. Okay, July what? 20th. All right, Lee. I'm walking around the baseball fields in Miami. Hot summer. I'm vlogging like a little kid. I'm like this. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. I'm. Uh, Everybody's hating on me, Lee. Everybody that I know is like, who's this idiot think he is? Right. Everybody's putting me down. Everybody. I'm telling my my wife, who I married, no, I went from a she met me as the big, the best guy in Vegas. No, I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna do. She's like, you're gonna do what? I said, <laughs> I said, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna change the way. So I started doing that. And then a guy two years ago reaches out to me from VaynerMedia. And he goes, man, I used to play sports. I want, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. I have a podcast. You want to come on it? That dude, great guy, was working for Vayner, was about to get, he wasn't gelling with the people there and was about to get whacked, about to get fired. At the end, he calls me and goes, dude, you should really connect with this guy. I go, done. I, correct, I connect with one of the employees there. No, no idea who the guy is. And I go to the guy, listen, man, I'm going to New York because I'm going to be interviewing all the baseball players for the Rawlings Gold Glove Awards. If I could help you, your brother, uh, your anybody in the family that plays, because the guy knew a ton about baseball. He's like, bro, my dad is like a baseball junkie, and my stepbrother is really good at baseball. I go, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fly in a day earlier, and I'm going to work with him for free. Wow. Lee, I did that. They were so grateful. We went to dinner to this beautiful, awesome Cuban place. We had dinner that night. And I go to the guy, listen, I didn't get to see your son hit. But if I can help anyway, I'm here till Saturday. Just let me know. The guy's like, cool. Lee, Friday, I'm interviewing Ozzy Smith okay. in, the, in the thing. And, and I talked to everybody there. Like every baseball player was there, like you could imagine. I'm sitting there, and this guy shoots me a text. And he sends me this whole itinerary. Like this guy mapped out a whole thing. So I was like, fuck it, okay, I, I go, done, I'll do it. Yeah, I finished at 3 in the morning on Friday at the Plaza Hotel. I took my happy, positive self to the ferry to New Jersey because this is where these guys were. Right. I think I went to like two and a half hour drive. I got there like at 9, 
spoke from nine and gave and did camps and did everything for free for the kids for like three hours, bro. Wow. Documented everything. At the end of it, the guy goes to me, the kid's dad goes to me. Listen, man, to repay you back, I don't know if you know this, but Gary Vee's my best friend. Wow. The winningly and reason why this call, this podcast, my life is the more awareness I can bring to people that the winning is in the giving. That the winning is what you're doing on Patreon right now to those four cats. Like they, in Spanish, we say, los cuatro gatos que tú tienes ahí. There are four lonely cats that maybe you have on that Patreon that look forward to Lee. Fitness by Lee. Right. Lee, you don't know if you could become now. This thing just changes like this, bro. And you make a switch into the fitness world and the Syed brothers connect in this. And then you're, you're like, like our boys podcast by day, fighting by night or whatever. You're fitness by day, comedy by night. Right. Lee, we I, don't know that. I, I just started a, a weight loss podcast. Lee, um, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, it's funny. if I ever become a fitness influencer, that'd be funny. But it's, it's called The Waistline. I'm, I'm ripping off Loveline, the old, the old radio. Show. I saw it. I saw it. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. It's, uh, it's going. The, I mean, you know better than anybody how. Well, first of all, that story is amazing, with Gary. Um, but like you know better than anybody how how hard it is to build up an audience. So I'm, I just released the third one, so it's growing. But the response that I've gotten, which I'm sure you get, too, is like when it's something that like really connects with people, like they're just so grateful and positive that it, it's already like one of my favorite things that I've ever done. That's what you got to do more of, right? Because that's what's gonna get you out of here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And 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 here comes doubt. Here comes stagnant. Because, and I'll say this forever: nature rewards movement. You take a seed, you got to plant it in the ground. You got, it needs water. It needs light, needs air. If not, it ain't going nowhere, bro. And if we stay stagnant, nature penalizes you. If you stay stagnant, if you right now are awesome on the show, you're like, yeah, man, I feel great. But what happens? What are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing the following day? And you just sit there and you look at a piece of paper blank and go, oh man, I'm not a comedian. I can't even write a joke. Look at me. I was eating good. Now I'm eating It'll destroy you, bro. But if you just finish this and go record the Love Inches or the podcast, and then you record whatever else and everything, and everything is passion-based, passion-based. That's the move, man. Well, that's it's funny that you say that because one of the reasons I would always get in my own head about everything, whether it was girls or weight loss, and the thing that I've learned, I've lost weight a bunch of times. But this is the first time where I'm not really doing like I did juice fast at the Nutri System. I've tried all the tricks. The thing that I've learned with this one, with just doing it the right way slowly, is like this four months that I just finished would have happened whether I was eating McDonald's or eating better. So just the fact that I was able to not go to McDonald's and I'm not I, I still get to have mostly uh, stuff that I like, but just the fact that I did something positive, like it, it it makes the time worthwhile. Like so, like time is going to pass whether I do something or not. So I, I I I try to I'm trying to do more positive things now, and it's it's still a struggle for me. But it's I am I am starting to see a response from it. You're starting to no no, and when you start to do it without needing a response, or without 
anything, you'll see the power of this. And it's like the force, bro. It's like the Jedi to the force. Right. And the problem is, with what's happening now in the world, you feel a little more because you came from California. Here in Miami, not so much, man, because Florida's on a different thing. But people need, you don't think so, but you have no idea how much the world needs you. Okay. It really does. I appreciate that. And it's... Um... And we don't need you to be a comedian. Not to be a comedian. Right. We need Lee to be a happy dude. Right. Well, thank you. And, and you know what? It's weird. Uh, when I said at the beginning, this isn't where I saw myself being. That's still, that's 100% true. But I'm also a lot happier now than I've been in a while. Like people, a lot of times people ask me about Joey and about the show ending. And I, I do miss the show and I miss Joey. But I actually, to be honest with you, I think we have a better relationship now than we did because now, now there's no pressure of us working together. And now you're almost now, and you're now you're you see now you're pulling manly moves, right? Even if you're living with your parents, even if you're living under a car, people respect that, and you're not the sidekick anymore, right? And now it's like, okay, what do I do? That's respect because men respect that and it takes us a while to understand to get the respect of people above us and the reason also why it's better is now you don't need anybody just yourself right yeah and that that is because i i, I it, it can be um intimidating and scary being because sometimes i think oh i miss having a job when people just tell you what to do you do it and you get paid but it is it's a lot more rewarding like for example uh, my regular podcast, I just got my first like legit real deal sponsor and like, it's not very much money at all, but just the fact that I got it and the fact that like I started that podcast in my hotel room in Milwaukee when I was there and now like it's grown to a point where at least a, a company's like, Hey, we'll give you, well, like it's nowhere near your Rawlings deal. I bet, but it just was, it, it's uh, a deal, man. It's a, it's a move. It's, um, it was validating that I'm on the right path. I, th and I think a thousand percent, dude. A thousand percent. Let's talk chicks for a second, Lee. How single are you? Hundred percent single? Uh, I'm I'm a thousand percent single, but now, and part of the thing that was holding me back was was my weight, and I, I would get in my head, "Oh, girls don't want that." But then Joey met his wife when he was four hundred pounds, so I was getting in my own head. I could have been looking for girls, but uh, in the past uh, week or two, I started really getting back onto the dating apps um and I've, I've started talking to a few people some it was funny uh i would because i would kill to be your height six foot two but i was talking to a girl and um i have it in my profile that i'm five foot four but some people don't see it so i always like to double check and it was, she unmatched as soon as i said hey just so you know i don't know if you saw but i'm five foot four and she unmatched but which I'm, is great so well, this is what i would do if i if I were you, this is what I would do. So you're five foot four. Yeah. I would try to date six footers. I, you know what? It's funny you say that because I have a lot because I think a lot of guys get intimidated by it. So like all the short girls go for tall girls, tall guys. And like the average height girls go for tall guys. But a lot of the tall girls get like lost in the mix. So I've dated a lot of like five, ten, six feet girls. Dude, let me tell you, this is, if me and you 
we're single. Okay, if I were single with you and I'm there in Boston or wherever you're at, where do you want to be? Where do you want to end up? Do you have an idea yet? You know what? I, what I'm hoping with next year is that I can spend about a month in five or six different places. I don't know where I want to be. So let's say what place do you know very well? You want to do L.A. again? No. Uh, if I was ever going to go back to California, it'd be San Diego. Okay, so let's say me and you are in San Diego, Lee. Okay? Right. We're single. You're you right now. I'm me right now. Got it? So, and you're like, all right, HP, this is what I need, bro. I want some chicks. I go, I got you, dude. I, you don't need to do anything else. I got you. <laughs> Only thing I got to make, listen, I'm telling you, and you're in, I'll give you an extra one. And you're living with your parents in San Diego. Right. Look at this. You, whatever thing you're telling me is a negative, I'm giving you positives left and right. Okay. This is what I'm going to tell you to do, Lee. Number one, I want you to play it fucking cool with everybody. So, we're not, we're not going out to meet chicks. Fuck that. Me and you're going out to tell stories and have a good time. That's what we're doing. Okay. So we're going to be in a vibe. People are going to think we're on something. We're not. We're just on happiness. We're going to go to the bar. We're going to go to a little bar. We're going to go to a club. We're going to go to a little bar there. Me and you're going to sit there, and we're going to be fucking around. We're going to be talking. Hey, what's up? Hey. And two girls might pass by. Hey, what's up, guys? Cool. Hey. Or you want to talk to the bar? Go ahead. Hey, where are you guys from? No, man. I'm Cuban, my boy. He's from Boston. Oh, cool. Yeah, where are you? Are we going to talk? No, nothing. We're just going to play it chill the whole time, Lee. We're going to do that for an hour. Right? And I'm going to get, we're going to get little groups and little groups and little groups. And cool. Hey, we're going to head to uh, another spot. We're going to find two that are kind of there. We're not going to go for tens, Lee. I'm going to go for a good time. Whatever I see is a good vibe. Listen, you want to roll with me, my boy, Lee? You're more than welcome to. My car is out there. Or I'm taking an Uber, but if not, I'll catch you guys next week. Like that. Right? Like oh, that. no, no. I want to go with you guys. Let's go. We're going to go there. We're going to pay for drinks. Right. We're going to be gentlemen. We're not going to be, you know, if, if we're not going to be pulling stunts. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to, we're, they're going to know they're dealing with a, with a gentleman. We're going to go. And we're going to go to another spot. And what's going to happen? We're going to meet more people because we're just going to be social dudes. We're not going to be this one guy that's creepy there trying to get close to a girl and like it's our nice night out. No, 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 no. We're going to do that, Lee, for the whole month. Me and you are going to do that together. You know what's going to happen? I don't know. You're, you're going to build such endurance and understanding that you control everything and that you stay in your place. And that confidence. That happiness in 2021 is the most fucking attractive thing on the planet because you have what nobody has. What's that? You have some clout. Listen, you already have some clout. Whether you like it or not, you have clout, motherfucker. So you're winning. Okay. Like you're winning. That. And you're funny. Okay. I like it. And you're a good dude. I, 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 dude and listen to me and you're a cool dude with a cool heart and you're not a hater right lee how can you lose you can't now we got to take a long term because we might go some nights that ain't gonna go away but it ain't about the chicks it's about the experience of life bro and and, and because girls or women i guess can can sense when you're desperate and just look trying to get girls dude and because the thing is they're not going to expect that from you right because you don't expect see the problem is 
the the way you look isn't the problem. Is the mindset of what you think the way you look means to people. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. If I could just the same look, the same thing with your vibe. Now, if you were some dude that bro, and it happens, man, some people just they don't have the personality, bro. Those people are in trouble. <laughs> Then you better have a lot of money. Then you better have a lot of money. Thank God that's not me. You know what I'm saying? And you're lucky. You got a great beard. You got a lot of good stuff going on. You got the shadow that fits you very well. If if you get crazy and you start hitting yourself with a razor like I do, you might take it to a whole new level, Lee. I'm telling you. I will. I, I got the, the quarantine haircut right now. But no, trust me. Give me give me six more. My my goal, because right now I, I literally just on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, passed the 60-pound mark. And I know I hear what you're saying that I don't. I could just go right now. By my my goal by my birthday is to hit the hundred pound mark. Let me get there, and and then and then you and I will be going on speedos. On, Dude, on speedos. so yeah. we do that. Listen to me, that and Lee, and be that guy on the app too, bro. Right. Which is even easier now. You're on your house there. You're chilling in your underwear. You pull out the phone. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, cool. Hey, we're. Oh my God, yeah. Five four. Peace. Double peace. Take it easy. I hope you have a great life. Keep right. going. Keep going because there's somebody for everybody. Uh, you're absolutely right. I, I I do believe in that, and because uh, I've been talking to this other girl for a couple days, and I I, told, I when I did it with her and she was cool with it, uh, and she she even asked me. She was like, "Are girls are women really saying like they don't want to hang out with you because you're five four? And I told her that story, and she this is how I know she's cool. I'm actually excited to meet her. She said, "Uh, she did you a favor." Of I course, bro. I think that's true. It's uh, she was the girl who who did that was 24, a little bit young for me. Um, but the uh, 24 is not young for you, Lee. By the way, that's it, perfect. It's right on the edge. It, nah, it, it's a good age. Now, I don't know if Lee's trying to make the settle down. If you're trying to make the settle down, then that's a different story. But we're we're into having fun, Lee. Don't worry about settling down, bro. Trust me. Oh no, I'm not. I I I do. I want kids only because I want to give my mom grandkids. That's, that's not a good that's not a good way to have kids. I can't, I can't live my life that way. I'm not, I'm not I um I do eventually want to settle down but I don't You're a baby. You're a baby. I I'm I'm not in any rush. I think listen, I I got married at 36, which is a great age for a dude. Right. But you you can go you look real young, you got a young look so you can go really 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 long and and You're gonna figure this comedy thing out, Lee. Mount Rushmore. Right. If we say pick, I, mean, I think Mount Rushmore has four faces. If we pick a combination of guys that do it, comedy slash social media podcast world, you got to pick four. Okay. Who's your four? I gotta put Joey up there, just because he's one of the funniest and hardest working people I know. Um, I'll say Rogan. Well, he doesn't. You know what? He's he's comedy and podcasting, but he's not really social media. Um, no, but podcast equals social media. Okay, gotcha. you know, because podcast is distributed on social media, and uh, so that's what I mean by social media too. So that. Got it. Okay, so I'll put Rogan there. Okay. Um, Kevin Smith, I think, is one of those guys. He he's not really a comedian; he's a director. But he he was one of the ones that started the podcast. That's how I found podcasting. Okay. Um, Kevin Smith, 
And then, you know what? This this is a name you might not know, but Sam Tripoli. I don't know if that name means. I don't know who that is. He's um, he he's he's a comedy store guy. He uh, he um, started. He actually started in Vegas, funnily enough, and he has gone from almost uh, just a comedy store guy, not very well known. And he has a couple of, of a ton of podcasts, but he's built up his tinfoil hat podcast. One of the nicest guys in comedy, always doing shows, always helping young comics. And he's not he's not super well known yet, but I know I know personally how hard it is to um, grow a podcast. And he's taken his podcast from nothing to he was in the top like fifty or sixty. Nice, bro. Comedy uh, recently. So he's he he might not be the most well-known guy on that list but he in a few years he will be. So I'm going we got to go Joey. I'm going Rogan. I'm going to add I'm going to go Schultz. I'm going to go Andrew Schultz. Oh yeah, how could yeah. No, he's he's one of the best absolutely. And then for four I'm going to go I think I got to do it. I think I got to go with my man Theo Vaughn. You know what? It's well, a Andrew Schultz. I, I I'm new to the Andrew Schultz. He he came on the church towards the end, but what he's been able to do is super inspiring because he, like, he kind of him and like Tim Dillon, and Tim is is on his way to Schultz's level, but not quite. Maybe not quite there yet. But he, Schultz came out of nowhere and it has a, a a production empire now. He has. Yeah, the podcast. He he shot his own Netflix series himself, and then Theo is one of the goobiest, funniest, nicest people in the world. And I, because I remember, it's funny. I was just thinking about this the other night, and I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna tie and talk to him in a little bit. But I remember he came on to the church once and was talking with us, mainly with Joey, about whether or not he should put the money down and and get that office that he now shoots his podcast out of. Wow. And he was like, you know, it's a lot of money. I'm not sure. And and Joey was positive about it. He's like, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. And ever since it it shows me like cuz right now I'm obviously I'm not broke. I'm doing okay. I'm a little worried about taxes, but I, I'm <laughs> one one of my worry, one of my one of my uh, things I have to work on is I'm a little too tight with money because I worry about it. But I know I know that I just think just saying this out loud that if I can put a little bit of money into my, invest in myself that as long as all day all day all day and especially because listen look where you're lucky you now have because of the man upstairs or whoever you believe in the universe you're one of the few guys that already has production post-production pre-production experience into the mix so when you sit down and hire people, you know what you want. You know what the job entails. You know what you can pay, whatever. Lee, I had to go. When I when I became Coach HP, everybody told me, oh, I'll help you edit. I'll help you all stuff. I was like, great. I had to take my happy, positive self to the Apple store twice a week for two months, for two hours to learn iMovie, to learn how to edit on iMovie. Because right. nobody would help me. You don't have that problem. Right. You can kill that. Now what you need is your spot even if you're living at home even if you're living in the spot 
Like you literally old school style, kick the bed up and it becomes a closet. Right. But you have Lee's corner, Lee's den, the den. And there, guess what, Lee? That's where you do your face-to-face -face people that you want to have in. That's where you do this. That's where you do your Patreon when you're not on the road. And that's where you bring back your chicks. Because there's nothing sexier than coming back to a studio where you record and where this is where I make the double magic, baby. That's a good idea. Oh, I didn't even thought about that. I'm going to look online today for some for some office space. You know, but you know what I'm saying? Wherever you settle. And it doesn't have to be. Listen, out of all the places in L.A., you're going to tell me that where the church was, that's a popping place. No way, bro. No, yeah, it was in, it was in, it was in North Hollywood next to a, a, a mortuary. And you see what I'm saying? So the, see what all the answers to the test, Lee, you already have. You're seeing them. Right. Look what Schultz did. Schultz has a group of three dudes that are writing with him, and he has talent. Great. Lee now has a tremendous history of just learning. You've been probably like a five-year, six-year university of learning from the best. Nine years, almost. Nine, nine years. So you have a doctrine. Lee, you have a doctrine in learning from the best at what they do. You still don't know what's the best of what Lee's done because you've never let yourself go. Right. So that's why you doubt yourself. Absolutely. Because you're used to being on the Joey train, which is the one of the best trains, but now you're on the Lee train, and since you don't know where you're going and you have a personality that worries, and listen, my best friend is Moroccan Jewish. Okay. The Jewish culture tends to worry about stuff, man. That's how you guys are. We're warriors, absolutely. You're warriors. And, and I get it, dude. It's it's I'm an immigrant. We came from nothing when we got here. But in life, you only got one. You're already beating. I'm telling you, Lee. People get about a thousand DMs, five hundred to a thousand DMs a week wow. of people reaching out to me. You're winning more than 95% of them on paper. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, but you're right. I gotta, I gotta start. It's like baseball when you have a good team on paper, but stuff happens. You gotta, you gotta put in the work. You gotta put in the work, which you're doing already. You, you gotta sit yourself, write it down. I'm doing my Patreon. That makes me listen. Literally, what makes me happy? Now, what makes me money? Let other people be the richest. You let guy A be the richest. You wanna be the happiest. Yeah, you know what? Um, it's funny. I, I'm a. I, I'm not a very religious person, but I am a believer in like karma and like just the universe. And I, for whatever reason, I see 1111 a lot. And I'm that sort of stupid that I, I believe it's something special. So they, when they say 1111 make a wish, I, my, from years, and it's still, I still say, whenever I see 1111, I go, I wish that I'm happy. That, that, that's, that, that, all I wish. Dude, I and you, but you know what those numbers are called, right? I don't. Those are called angel numbers. Oh, okay. So in the world of spirituality, those are your ascended masters, a guardian angel sending you messages. Okay. The numeric things, the 1111, the 444, 333, 222, maintain. You're not, you're seeing that for a reason. Okay. And you see them repetitively. Yeah. yeah Cause that's your subconscious. See, Lee, the subconscious mind only knows what you feed it. That's why people go crazy because mm -hmm. they start believing their thing. But if you start saying to yourself, if you need this, maybe you don't, maybe you do every single day. What's my goal? Okay. I have all the time in the world, which you do. 
You're not in a relationship. You don't got to take care of kids. You don't got some stupid job you got to go to. So you're winning. Right there, you're winning. So I'm winning here because of these reasons. Okay. In a week, how many podcasts am I going to do? Okay, I'm doing the, what's the weight podcast called? It's called the Waistline Podcast. I got the Waistline. What's the other podcast? The What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Which is comedy interview style? Comedy interviews, uh, a mix of everything. Okay. I'm doing those two show how many episodes a week of each, Lee? One of each. So that's two podcasts. So I got two podcasts of those two things, right? Perfect. That's easy work for you. Right. Now what am I doing with the rest of the days? What is my plan? That's the key. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, and and I, I've done a lot more. I used to have a problem, and I would I would justify it because I was pretty much on call with Joey. So I would, I would, whenever he wanted, but Lee, you were a firefighter. I, that's true. But he, he was usually gone Thursday through Saturday or Sunday. So I, I could have done a lot more than I did when I was with him and I'm doing a lot more now, but there's still, there's still one of, I had one of my longest days ever a couple of days ago. I went from 11 in, in the morning until one, just meeting, call, 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 call. And I noticed that I wasn't on social media at all that day. And I wasn't on my phone at all that day. And I saw how much I got done and how good, I, even though it was a long, a long day where I didn't stop talking and I was exhausted, I saw that it was a very productive day. And I saw how evil the phone, the phone, the internet can be great, but the phone, the internet can also be your, your downfall. But whose fault is that? Mine. There it is, Lee. See, you you have all the answers. Go back to Lee. Yeah. So you literally, you look at your calendar. I got two shows for whatever time. What am I doing the rest? Okay. Am I am I still into losing weight? And if Lee says yes, because you want to get to a certain amount, let me fuck around. Let me see if I can get to, give me a goal, Lee, that you want to get to. My next small goal is 200, but my goal right now is to get to 170. And I just weighed in on Tuesday. I was 275. So you're 275. So let's get to 250, bro. Let's go step yeah. by step. Let's get to, so let's say the next goal is 250. So now we're April, day one of April. Can we get to 250 by April? Lee, you get to 250, you're getting to 242. You get to 242, you're getting to 222. This it's it's like this, bro. It's like this. Because you've you you're telling and you're still having fun and having a great life. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm in control of it. I don't have to be up at seven in the morning. Nope. Nope. I am very lucky. But you put yourself on a schedule when you don't have to. That's the winner. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Right. Like if I live in your neighborhood, I'm like, what the hell is Lee doing running around at eight in the morning? He's jogging the neighborhood. Is that guy crazy? He has nowhere to go. That's what they think. Right. Because what kills actors, comedians, people that freelance, artists is freedom because they don't know how to be structured. Right. Yeah, that was my biggest problem. That's everybody's problem. That's why athletes go crazy the minute they're not doing the sport anymore. Because uh, they've told us what to do our whole life. Right. Right, Lee? Lee, me and you play for Boston. We're at Yankee Stadium playing the Yankees. We go. You know what time you show up for a 7 o'clock game, Lee? I don't know. <laughs> Early, dude. First first bus leaves at 7. Second bus leaves at uh, maybe 12, 1. To get early work in, to do private stuff that you want to get out of the way, to do your throwing, to do BP, to do the changes, to get ready. And you're not leaving there till 
midnight, if anything. Right. Yeah. 162 days, Lee. Yeah, no, trust me, I can't imagine. So all you have to do is the reverse. You with your thing. I got my two podcasts I'm recording here. Today I have on the show this person. Cool. I have that person. Cool. I'm going to do my research, whatever. Social media. I've already shown myself that if I'm off this, I feel good. So I'm going to limit it. Lee, you got 30 minutes today. If it goes 35, boop, just like you did, all you got to do is apply the same things you did to your gambling to your life. Right. And you showed you can control yourself when you apply yourself because if anybody tells me that out of they have that no ATM rule, which is the hardest fucking rule in gambling ever, and you just did that twice, that means to tell me that all you got to do is apply that rule to anything you want in life. You're right. I haven't thought about it that way. I like it. This is, I, I, I wish we could do this every day. Lee, we'll do this if it. Listen, I'll do a show called 10 Minutes with Lee every single day. If that's what it takes for you. Let's do it. I, I would love it. It's uh, you're, you're, you're very, I, I need this positivity in my life. It, this is great. Because, see, what happens, Lee, is my life, and I swear, man, this is where this comes from, and this is the energy you get, is that my life doesn't matter. I'm so convinced that I'm 42 right now, that other than... Being here for my wife and my kids, who one is two years old and the boy is six, that my life doesn't matter. If I really, if I could take away 20 years of my life to equal one year of happiness for you, and I just met you right now, I would do that. Oh, geez, thank you. That's Be, because nothing I do matters anymore because I've lived my life, man. I've done every single thing I've wanted to except inspire you. Once I get that, then it becomes inspire somebody else and somebody else, and that's it, man. You 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 you've, you've succeeded today, man. I'm I'm pumped. I, I want to go run a marathon now. <laughs> no, we. I know. I want you to do the schedule, dude. I want you to do that schedule because I think that's you don't need help, Lee. But the thing is, bro, you're operating right now on a scale of one to ten out of four. If right. you're lucky, you could be easily do it at a ten, bro. A yeah. nine and a half, an eight, and if that means you shred. 40 pounds, congratulations. That means you bang the hottest chicks in town. That's just side piece of what you're going to do because right. your machinery, your talent, your stuff is so, you're so special that you can't see how special you are because you're just in it. So you don't see it. To you, it's like, well, okay, bye, Hector. See you later. Boom, you hang up and you go into your day. Whereas me looking from the outside, I'm like, oh my God, is this guy crazy right now? But he, right. Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of emailing Theo. No, e Theo would have gotten fifty emails from me two two days ago, bro. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're right. Right? I, like, I, what are we I, doing? Head about it that I, I should oh. wait till I have a more su successful podcast. But you're right. Yo, what's going on, Theo? Hey, man, I'm here with that accent. Hey, man, I'm here, man. I'm doing my show. Cool, cool. What's what are you up to, Lee? Man, what are you up to, Lee? Dude, I got the most fucking amazing podcast on the world. When are you coming on, my brother? Well, listen, Lee, right now I'm a little busy. I ain't going to do it, but listen to me. When are you coming on, bro? Well, all right, Lee. You know what? Since you forced me, Lee, I'm going to come on. Uh, how about next Thursday? Does that seem work for you? Hell yeah, it does. You come in. You bring you. I can't wait to see you, my brother. See you later. That's one. Right. Who else we got? Joe Rogan. Hey, Joe Rogan. What's up, man? It's Lee here with her. Hey, Lee. Hey, what's up, Rogan? Rogan, when are you going to come on? Dude, I got this podcast that it's about. Well, you know, I'm so busy next year. Next year, dude, I can't wait. I'm so happy for you, my man. I'm here if you need me. 
that's two, three, four, Polly Shore, this guy, that guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, Tim Dillon, everybody that you like, every single person, every person you likes, neighbors, friend, whatever. I do a fucking hit list of people. Forget about the show. The show doesn't matter. It's Lee that matters. Fuck the views. Fuck the people. I want to give you a hug, man. This, is, this has been great. I'm telling you, you're looking at this the whole wrong way. Who do you compete against? Lee. Yeah, no, I'm in my, I'm in, in my own way. It's, it's, uh, you're very right. Be, because the, the, you can't. What are we going to do? Am I, I'm, if I compare myself at 42 to other people, I would look like the biggest loser of the world. If I start to look at what I don't have or where I came from, but look what I get to do, man. You know how lucky we are that on a Thursday, it's 2 o'clock. We've been talking here for almost two hours, and it feels like I've known you my whole life, and we get to share this moment. Right. And now you're getting paid for it because you got a sponsor, dude? Whether the sponsor's giving you $5 or $5,000 or $500,000 or $5 bro. Right. That's the goal. And you, and if you have this mindset, Lee, it's going to translate to your personal life, to women, to your health, to the way you walk, to the way you deal with adversity. Oh, wait a minute. Corona came? No worries. I'm going to start my podcast. Oh, wait a minute. I lost my arm? No worries. I'm going to still talk. Oh, I lost my hair? No problem. A chick broke up with me. I'm super heartbroken. Meet me at the love hour. I'm going to talk about it. That's it, bro. Right. No, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. This has been all like I'm I just I feel I'm just so pumped up right now. I can see why you're the coach. You see what I'm saying? But like I'm telling you, bro. Like this is all stuff you have. Lee, what's your favorite type of music? You know what? I'm one of, I'm a weird. I'm not a big music guy. I I, I like everything. I like rock, but I, my dad says it's like living with a deaf person. I don't I don't really have music playing. I just I I do my work. I play on my phone. I'm weird. That's why I got in this podcast. No, no, you're not weird. You're not weird. What uh? So if you if there was one genre, what's one genre you like or one song you like? I like I like alternative rock. Like who? Like uh, like early 2000s like um i'm i'm, I'm sorry i'm I, this is a terrible guess i don't know the names of a lot of people uh let's just what is it three days grace is that something I don't, let's I take don't a look know. i don't know lead hold on i haven't i i honestly listen to so little music i'm not what sure. is it called three what i think it's three days grace i think that's somebody i listen to let me go to amazon music and i'll find what i listen to oh yeah three okay you know a song of three day grace i don't i'm sorry Okay, another song. Yep. There you go, Lee. Three days. Yeah, I've never heard of these people. I like it. Okay, yeah, that, that's that I, song is called Animal I Have Become. Yep, okay. I like it. See, look, we this podcast, you've become an animal. I have. That's the one. Dude, I used to so I helped out everybody. Instead of trying to impress people, I helped people. Mm-hmm. Coach H, when I was Hector, I used to try to impress people. Now I try to help people. One of the people I helped, and I'm wondering if I saw you guys there, bro, is my good buddy, Raul Porto, that owns Portos. You might have, we've been to Portos a bunch. I've, I, I've, I, I miss Portos. Like he's my boy. Like I threw his son's 21st birthday in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Okay. And I worked with him in baseball like six years before when he was a freshman in high school, dude. That's great. So I used to go to portals there a lot, man. That, that was that was the spot. I 
miss the steak sandwiches, the, the, the potato balls, the croquettes. Yeah. It's delicious. La croqueta with ham. You get it with ham? Oh, yeah. That's, that's one thing. When I hit 100 pounds lost, I, unfortunately, we couldn't go because of Corona. But the next time I'm in Florida, I want to go to Miami because Joey told me about a preparata sandwich. It's a Cuban sandwich with the yes. ham croquettes at the bottom. That's that's gonna be my 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 uh, cheat or my. Reward. I got you, bro. Next time you're in town, for sure, it's called un, una preparada. Yeah, that's what I want. Which is prepared in uh, in English. Prepared for a heart attack. No, <laughs> no, dude, you're gonna burn that thing off. You kidding me? You're gonna be flying all over the place out here right. on the beach. You're gonna be all over the place, Lee. I listen, dude. I, I already told you, man. I I can't thank you enough for 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 coming on. You. I shot you an email. You had no idea who I was, but I, when I got it, I go, I go, I gotta get this. I didn't know this dude was doing all this stuff. Let me see what he's up to. Let me see what's going on. Let me see if he's taking advantage of the gift that he has. That's what I felt, man. Before I let you go, right. any question for me, man? Anything I can help you with? No, I, I, I would just love to have you on either one of my shows, man. This is, I just want to thank you. I didn't know who you were, and I listened to the episode you had with Robbie from Barstool, the MMA reporter, and I could tell that you were that you were positive, and it's been, uh, I, you, you, all your success is very well earned, man. And this has been, I can't imagine, like, I, 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 even just over the internet, it's been amazing. I can, I, in person, I'd probably be, be ready to 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 lift a car off of somebody. <laughs> You're the man, dude. Don't don't leave. I'm gonna hang up you the right way. But before you go, I'll go on anything of yours, bro. You need me. Uh, you can count on me at any time. Tell the people your shows again, where they could find you, the Patreon, everything. Okay. So uh, my name is Lee Syatt, S Y A T T. I'm that on all social media. Uh, I do have a Patreon where I do the weight loss. We do movie nights, live workouts, like I said, and the two podcasts that I do are What Was I Thinking. And the waistline and the end of my spiel is if you are interested in starting a podcast, the thing that I've done uh, throughout this pandemic that's been great is I do consulting on Fiverr. So hit me up on there and I'd love to help you start a podcast. Fiverr. Don't sleep on Fiverr and don't no. sleep on my boy Lee. Thank you very much, Coach. I love it. All right. Don't go anywhere. Hold on. Boom. There it is. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to the whole podcast. Please go show Lee some support. Follow him. Tell him what's up. Tell him you like them on the show. All the things. I could find me at Coach HP and all social handles. The Coach HP at gmail.com. If you want to email me with anything, I got every single one of you. Remember, at the end of the day, keep going hard and do your thing.